Welcome to Tigers Avenue. Here to midweek show, little midweek show. Zach, getting back in, in the swing of things with with uh, two shows. Baseball's picked up. We typically will we'll do two shows un, until baseball ends. So we'll, we'll be bringing two shows to you this week uh, and for the weeks following. Uh, so really excited uh, about that moving forward. More content, more discussion, more LSU. It's always. It's always good stuff. Always good stuff here in the avenue. So, Zach, obviously we have some some things to discuss. Uh, we have our three topics. Uh, if you haven't seen it on Twitter, we're going to be discussing uh, this past weekend at Round Rock. Uh, we're going to be re-previewing uh, tomorrow's game, midweek game. I, I, I'm really excited about this game tomorrow, Zach. Really, Me too. Uh, LSU at Texas. Um, and the women's basketball. Uh, they capped their season off uh, and are looking now to the postseason, looking really, really good uh, as always. So we're going to cover it all here for you tonight. Zach, I think there is some things we need to discuss uh, um, here at the start of the show before we really get in depth to uh, all these things uh, that we're going to discuss uh, briefly in relation to the football team. Two, two people, two people we need to discuss. First off, I, I'll start with start with the the Doherty. I, I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Michael Doherty, Doherty, I say Daughtry, whatever it is. Um, if you haven't seen by now, uh, Michael Daughtry Doherty, he is entered the transfer portal. Uh, homie just signed. Homie <laughs> just signed about a few weeks ago. Homie <laughs> so just signed. <laughs> I, that's what it feels like. It's like, I mean, yeah, he, uh, he was early in Raleigh, and two months later, he's gone. It's like, uh, okay. Um, anyways, so he enters the transfer portal, Zach. I, I mean, Reagan, did we lose? Coming you? in, so I'm, I'm, are we here? I think you're back. Anyway, okay, so. Well, I, th I, saw, I thought I saw it lagging a little bit. Um, so my my question was, what what do you what do you make of this, Zach? I, I mean, a guy literally just signing weeks ago, and he's in the portal. I gotta be honest, I really don't care. Like, you don't want to be here, okay? Like, <laughs> I think it's a little disrespectful, um, honestly, towards. Um, you know, especially the coaching staff and yeah. the guys that recruited him. Um, you know, he's he's a young guy. He's eighteen. And he's you know he's making a decision. Um, we've all made 
bad decisions, uh, that bad decisions whenever we were younger. And I'm not saying that this is specifically the wrong decision for him. It may end up being the right decision for him. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but I definitely think there was some immaturity there in this decision, especially with how soon it was. I would have liked to see him, you know, stick it out for the spring um, at the very least and at least, you know, put on some pads and actually practice with the team uh, outside of what right. they've been doing, you know, <laughs> just here, which, you know, obviously we know they haven't been doing a whole lot here recently. But once just we're going to spring, you know, everything's really, going to yeah. amp up. And he didn't even hit spring practice yet. So, you know, really disappointing to see him kind of make that decision. Um, I, I do think it's disrespectful towards the people that recruited him, the staff. But ultimately, I don't care if you're not going to be here. Then, and you don't want to, if you decide that it's best for you to not play for the team, then so be it. Yeah. And you know what? I think you're right. I, I totally agree with you. Like, if, if you're that jumpy, I mean, if you're that, ah. like, like, really. Yeah, see you later. Like, you know, a guy like I don't want to talk wish about it. You know, wish you the best of luck, but like you you just signed, you just got here and you're in the portal. Like yep. which I guess that's just the day and age and what we are in in college football, but you'd like to see some level of commitment to your commitment. I mean, commitments mean absolutely nothing nowadays. And now apparently yeah. Signing means absolutely nothing. Yeah, uh, it's just crazy. I, I, I'm really. I was like when I saw it, I was like, like more shot. Like not, I wasn't upset about the losing the player, but in terms of like the timing, it's just like very strange. All right. Like so. He, here's the reality, Zach, and it, no disrespect to the kid, but we we had a very heavy loaded DB class. We had to. LSU had to have a a a class that was loaded with defensive backs that was going to replenish this roster. Um, and, and you also went in the portal and, and did a lot of work in, in the secondary as well. So it, it's a pretty heavy class coming in, and you also have some guys who already have had Power Five snaps that are coming uh, to your team, and, and so reality is. Michael probably isn't playing this year. In, in all reality, he, he might be a red shirt, you know, if he stays. So yeah. if you're looking for immediate playing time, yeah, I, I mean, I, I get it. But, um, you know, you, you, you brought in several safeties. And I think uh, uh, Carter made a great point on Blake's show. Like, you know, I, I watched yeah, – what what gets me the most is like he was one of the his family and him was one of the most active social media wise in recruiting, like like his dad and his mom were always talking about how much they loved LSU and and all of this stuff and and they're committed and they're here and they're you know <clears throat> whatever. So just to see this was was really odd. But Carter made a great point, uh, you know, from his film. You know, I, I watched film on each guy that signed in this class Zach and and I will tell you like I'm not it not I'm not unimpressed with him but it just wasn't that flashy and there's there's some other players I feel like in this class I could say the same I won't say that uh or, or mention that though 
But he also said, Carter also said he didn't play really much true safety in in high school. It was a lot in the box. So there was he seemed like a guy that was going to take a lot of work to be a guy who's playing safety, you know, within the SEC and at LSU. So Michael's in the portal. So be it. Uh, you have a heavy DB class. I don't really think you're going to miss him that much. So let's not overreact too much. Zach, the other guy is uh, also very shocking. I mean, just as shocking. Seven Banks declares for the NFL draft. Um, and I think this has to do, again, with the portal. What what, what happened and what LSU yeah. has done in the portal. Yeah, they brought awesome. in. So... Zach, I mean, is that all? Is that all it's chalked up to? I do think so, and you know, man, I feel bad for Seven because like the dude really just struggled with injury like pretty much his entire college career. Yeah. Um, and now there's probably yeah, now there's probably somewhat of a a writing on the wall, you know, with Denver Harris and Zy Alexander and and Deuce coming in, like guys like that coming in, and Javian. Taniana, uh, Javion Tav- Taviano. Who, who else did you, you said? JK Johnson. So, yeah, like Ryan Yates, like Ryan Yates. Like, there, you know, I think there was some writing on the wall there. Um, and you know, I, I, I feel like Seven probably said, you know, I'm not going to go transfer for the third time in three years, like, or the, yeah, the second time in three years. Yeah. Um, you know, because he was at a high, it would have been his third team in the last three years. So yeah. I, I kind of, I totally would kind of get that. Um, I would have liked to see him stick it out and like, he could have been potentially, you know, uh, a guy opposite to Denver Harris or Zy Alexander. I feel like Denver and Zy are probably have both of those spots um, right now as it, as it seems. Um, but I mean, you could at least go out there and compete. Um right up right around the door yeah I mean he feels it's in his best interest to declare so sure wish him the best of luck hopefully go out ball out um in the in the draft combine and you know we'll see what happens yeah at you know best of luck to him I, but I hate that his man I really do hate that his career was riddled like that and, and of course yeah. the scary scene I'm trying to remember which game that was was that it was Auburn Auburn yeah, 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 Auburn. Auburn. Um, uh, you know, the scary scene there where he had to be carted off, and you just hate it for him. But mm-hmm. best of luck to you, and I hope you have a great career, man, uh, in the NFL. Um, but I think, like you said, the writing was on the wall. There, there's just a lot that's coming in and, and may very well get buried in the depth chart. You know, he, he did – he, he kind of got buried last year and, and then had the injury, you know, kind of made it back and then had the neck injury, and it was like, that was it. So, is what it is. So, let's talk about this past weekend, Zach. Let's talk some baseball. Uh, I I love talking baseball. Gosh, I'm so glad the baseball season's here. I I know, me too. I freaking love it. It's so good. Um, And I definitely love it just as much as football, and and there's more of it, so it's just great. Um, Round Rock Classic, Zach, um, this weekend they take two out of three. Beating Kansas State, beating Sam Houston, losing one to Iowa, just right off the cuff. I, I, I really think people 
overreacted a little bit on social media. That's my opinion. Uh, this is baseball. It's going to happen. It wasn't your day. You move on, and you saw what happened against San Houston State. Yeah. You're still the consensus one number one team in every uh, poll. Like, and I fully expected that. Like, it is what it is. And, and also, also when it, in terms of like people, you know, um, saying, well, they shouldn't be number one anymore. They dropped a game. Like, guys, everybody's lost. Everybody in the top twenty-five been losing. Like, not not losing bad, but X and M lost their series to Portland. Yeah, they lost their series. They, they had to walk it off. On Sunday, on Sunday, to to avoid being swept by Portland, yes. uh, Ole Miss dropped the game to to Maryland nine to two. Arkansas dropped the game twelve to three to Eastern Illinois. Uh, Stanford is is I think the number two team in the country, and they already have two losses. Yeah, so like it's like everybody's got a loss. I think the only teams who don't and who I think are being overlooked, quite honestly. Is South Carolina? I know Wake Forest is number six. I think number six in the country. They're undefeated. Uh, undefeated. They'll probably run the ACC this year, uh, to be completely honest. Because North Carolina doesn't look like it. Virginia Tech sure, sure don't look like it. <laughs> like, like everybody's lo- so. Like, whenever we we lost Saturday, you do you want to win every single game? Yeah, absolutely. And you want to beat. But you, know, you expected a loss. I mean, it's baseball. You you play like <laughs> what fifty plus games. Yes, you play fifty six games like you, and 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 baseball. Anybody can beat any guys. This is so it's it's so baseball. Sam Houston State goes out and and puts a blank for Iowa. Yeah. I, I mean, shuts them out, and then Iowa turns around against the number one team in the country and puts That's up twelve runs. Run. Like it's the most baseball thing ever. Like I, I'll tell you right now, uh, in term in terms of the rest of the season. You got fifty six games. I, I don't expect LSU to be number one the entire season. Like, yeah. like it's, I just don't think it's happening. Do I think they'll I be agree. up there the entire season? Do I think there's will be times? I think there will be times when they drop back out and then come back I in. Think, and I whatever. think they will hover around top five. Then. Yeah, the whole season. The whole season. The whole season it's basically. just, it's Unless just not likely. Like the SEC. Yeah, it's just completely unlikely. For that to happen, I mean, Tennessee's an outlier last year. I mean, that's one of the most talented baseball teams in a long time, and even they lost. It's just baseball. So you, you shake, you know, you shake the dust off your feet. You, you take the L on the chin. You learn. You move forward. And I mean, they had a great day Sunday to cap it off and and won the thing and won the darn thing. Yep. You know, everybody was kind of upset about the law. I'm like, we we still won the tournament. <laughs> we still won it. So, yeah. but so Zach, you know. I guess we could go through it game by game. Yeah. What did you think about Kansas State and LSU? Uh, what I really loved about Kansas State is how Paul Skeens battled, uh, you know, which, by the way, we have to mention, uh, at least uh, D1 baseball kind of got together. Uh, they got together. Yeah. You together. know, we, we came on here, I think, Friday after the game, and we don't have to recap that game too much because we recapped it on Friday evening yeah. show. But uh, – you know, Paul Skeen's battling was my biggest takeaway uh, from that game. You know, obviously he did not have a good start. Command wasn't really there in the first inning. And then second inning on, we saw how dominant Paul Skeen's is and, and who's, yeah. who Paul Skeen's is as a pitcher. Yeah, and absolutely. so it was encouraging to watch um, really that happen, you know, and, and even after they – they took uh they took the lead, Kansas State took the lead, you know, LSU offense 
um, you know, it, they clap back within, you know, the first – was it the third inning or the fourth inning? They, I think they scored five or four. Uh, I, I can't remember exactly. But, well, they broke it open in the sixth, seventh. It was two and four in the sixth and seventh. Yeah, but they, they, they scored and got ahead early and then kind of really, yeah. you know, progressed the lead later on in the innings. So, um, really liked that I saw that. Like, just a normal game, you know, kind of just a normal game. And then, like, you had Saturday and Sunday, which were, like, the complete opposite. But, like, <laughs> Friday was just, like, a normal baseball game. <laughs> like, everything just kind of went smooth sailing. You took an early, you know, you took an early deficit, you know, scored some run, like, I just, but the biggest thing for me is definitely Paul Skeens on Saturday, on on Friday, and and the way yeah. he was able to bounce back. Yeah, and you got and you got your you you your first Power Five win, it, right? Yes, yes. Yeah, you got your first Power Five win over Kansas State. You go and you play Iowa, Zach. Look, Yeesh. I would tell you right now, it was a was it a bad game? Bad? It wasn't your day? Absolutely, Zach. Yeah. If a few calls, a few calls go differently. That game and the outcome of that game looks vastly different. Yeah, there was there was definitely some calls uh, for the box. I mean, and even even I was on pitcher didn't like the box, and he was he was having a pretty good game. It was inconsistent. It was, but inconsistent. it was extremely inconsistent um, for both teams, and you had a couple balls that painted the corners that didn't get called um, that were that I that I was really confused about, but. I'll say this, Reagan. Um, I agree with you. I totally wholeheartedly agree with you that, you know, it's one game. We expected LSU, you know, LSU wasn't going to go undefeated, right? It's baseball, as you mentioned. I don't have to reiterate that. Um, but I will say, you know, in looking at this weekend, you know, there's definitely some things that LSU needs to work on. Um, now, we're going to have to wait and see. Um, you know, if the issues that they had on Saturday come back and rear their ugly head. Um, but there was definitely some major flaws that they had on Saturday. They struggled to Reagan. Zach, Bobby this Cooper is struggled to put away batters. Uh, yeah. He, you are, you are in an early non-conference game and you're trying to figure out your pitching rotation. And you also got I Trey Morgan. That. You had Trey Morgan hurt. You had Tommy White hurt. Neither of them – Tommy White didn't have a good weekend at all. I don't think he's really ready, ready to come back. Trey Morgan was out that game. I agree and you that. know what? And you know what? Er, I, I, when I was talking about the calls, I, I really didn't mean later in the game. I meant in like the first and second Early inning. In the game. Like there was a the, – the, there was a strike. Yeah. I, I would have said it was a strike against Keaton Anthony – in the very first inning, yeah. that would have put the inning over. And, then the, and then the very next pitch, he goes yard, and then there's two more runs, and it's three to nothing. And then the same thing happens in the next inning, and it's like four. And then so it, it ended up compiling. I, I, the the idea that LSU is like majorly flawed is. is I'm just, not saying I'm not saying they're major. I'm not saying they're, they're major flawed. I'm saying they have flaws that. If they come, if they come back and rear the ugly head, we're going to remember this game. That's what I'm saying. And that I would say it's not flaws, though. I would say this is kinks you're working out early in the season. This is this is the process of polishing yourself. But I guess before you get to a good pitcher against a good pitcher who struggled with command, they failed 
to execute in at-bats when you could have broken free, Reagan. You have to agree with that. Exactly. Tommy the- White, Jared Jones, Gavin sure. Dugas, first inning. You have an opportunity to make <laughs> the game and go, hey, you know, first inning, we didn't get the call. They, 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 they hit on Ra- Raleigh Cooper for a little bit who struggled with putting guys away. I do agree with you. There were some calls that should have gone uh, his yeah, way. Yeah, exactly. But he still did struggle putting guys away. He had five strikeouts, but he also gave up five hits on two strike counts. Now, some yeah. of that jump is one or two of those jump. Yes, but you got to put guys away when you get when you get ahead of them. And he gave up hits when he got ahead in the count. You know, you know what uh, Brody Breck didn't do? He didn't give up hits whenever he got ahead in the count. When he got ahead in the count, it was over for the LSU batters. They've got to do better at executing at two out hit at at a uh, two strike hitting. And they have done that. They have done that this season. Early saying, they've on. done it pretty darn well. They did well. it on Sunday. They did it on Sunday. So, again, I'm saying there was flaws in Saturday's game that we saw. Now, are they – or is it just because they just had a bad game? Or is it something where as we see them play better pitchers, pitchers like Brody Breck, who are pro prospects, will that be a problem in the future? That's what I'm concerned about. The, I do not think I'm not I'm not saying that they that this team is that that is a flaw. I'm saying it could potentially be a flaw that comes back and we see it again. I I think though I, I think that the the struggle with command from Brody Breck when when it comes in at 100 miles an hour and then he throws a slider that's you know biting the dirt and then you have an umpire who's being very inconsistent. I think he was very inconsistent because of the lack of command from Brody Breck. I think that played a major role into the game. I agree. Or how it played out. And I think it affected our batting a lot. I mean, we have hit – it is an outlier compared to the entire season so far because we've done – we've had opportune hitting. We've got runners in scoring position and moved them in. We've had two-strike hits all the time and consistently. The reality was, I think, does the is the velo there for Brody Breck? Absolutely. Is the command there? N- not even close. And the inconsistency of the umpire behind the plate made it extremely difficult when you get behind to, to uh, uh, capitalize in those certain moments. I mean, you saw when he was behind, they just let him walk him. But as soon as there was something that that got ahead, it was it was a struggle, and I think that that alludes to his lack of command and the inconsistency of the plate. I think it is an outlier at, at thus far. Now, if it continues to happen, you know, then it becomes a struggle. But that's what I'm saying. If it continues to happen, but but I wouldn't. What I'm saying is, I wouldn't call it a flaw. I would call it an outlier because it's of a flaw. If it continues to happen, that's what sure. I'm saying. Well, then yes, I would say that. So. I, I think you, you take the L, you move on. There were some bad calls. There were some missed calls, inconsistent pl- uh, uh, plate calling from the home from the home uh, plate umpire, a, a, a crazy lack of control from Brody Breck. Like that was, uh, uh, I think it was eight, Peyton. Struck out six. Yeah, I think it was Peyton that said, "If you're just patient, the dude is wild." And he did. And that's what that, see. That's what I'm saying with our our batters. Like when when Jared Jones, who is a freshman, and I'll get you know I'll give him a pass on that. When Jared Jones, who's a freshman, sees the first few guys get walked because he is struggling with command, 
He's got to come to the plate and be patient and not go, hey, I got bases juice. I'm about to smash one right here. Because he he was a little trigger happy when he came to the plate. He's got to be more patient. Tommy White's got to be more patient. Tommy White, Now, Tommy White's done with an injury, so I'll also give him a pass. He, he's, we, did he sit out? No, he didn't sit out. No, he didn't sit. He played every game. But he struggled at the plate um, this weekend. He really did. Um, he didn't look comfortable. He didn't look comfortable. And, again, I think probably a large part of that has to do with the injury. We'll he didn't see. have a good game against Sam Houston, really, either. No, he didn't have a good game, period, this weekend. Um, so, <clears throat> we'll, we'll see as it continues again. I want to see when we when we face another dominant pitcher, um, and what's it going to look like whenever they can when they can c- command the ball and they're able to hit their spots. And well, it'll be more, more consistent. You you can know what to expect. That's, <laughs> that's mean... fair. That's fair. But um, I, I just think there's definitely. There's definitely things to work on. There's definitely there's definitely areas to work on, and I think approaches at the plate is one of those. I'm not saying they're bad at it. I'm not saying they're you know. Now we'll terrible, say, but I'm saying uh, there is room for growth at the plate approaches. If there was any concern, if there was any concern for me, it was not with Brody Breck. It was with the left-hander Simpson because yeah. Simpson came. I, I really thought when we got away from Brody Breck and his like ridiculous we lack of command all over the place. I thought we would break through, but, we but the left-hander came in and he dealt. So again, last year we struggled with left-handed pitching. That is something that we saw last year and we saw it again in that game. That is something that I'd be more concerned about and be more worrisome about. Well, that's than another flaw that right. we saw on Saturday. Well, not flaw, but you, you get what I'm saying. That's another issue potentially that we saw right. on Saturday that they were dealing with. Um, you know, and, and you know, I will say Will Helmers looked really good. That's um, what I was. Yes, he lost. He had a man. great he game. He lost. Yeah, he he kind of you know put us back in the game there. Yes, uh, if LSU was able to execute a little bit better on the base paths, because look, Reagan, you can't leave fourteen guys on base. That's an no, issue. You can't. No, you, you cannot can't. do that. Now, I'm not, now again, if they can, if this, if it becomes a more consistent problem, then you know it's a it's a flaw. Um, we'll see if that issue rears its ugly head again. Hopefully not. Hopefully we look back and we go, that was the worst game LSU played this season. That's what I hope we can say. Um, but leaving the guys on base pads, Riley Cooper struggled, and Will Helmers looked great but struggled there at the end. And Jay Johnson puts that on himself. I agree with that because, you know, certain bullpen guys, they're not going to be able to stretch as much as, you know, a starter would. So, you know, he had gone like, what was it, three innings? I think he was on his fourth inning when he started getting popped. Yeah. Or something like that. So, like, it was third or fourth. Yeah. You know, you probably need to pull him after the third, maybe after two. Um, he got popped there a little bit. Bryce Collins struggled a little bit too. Was that on Sunday? That was on no, Sunday. He continued that was on Sunday. to struggle. Okay. Yeah. We'll talk walked about four that. Four straight and walked a run in. Four yeah, straight. That was rough. That was really, really rough. Yeah. But, anyways, either way, um, you just had a bad day in every area. Yeah. You were bad on the base. You were bad on the base pads. You were bad at, at, at hit, hitting. You're bad at your approaches at the plate. You were bad at putting away putting away hitters whenever you got to two outs and you got them down to two strikes. You were just bad. And and it's gonna be in baseball, as you mentioned, you're gonna have those days. Day. Now I will say in terms of, of Riley Cooper, I, I still would like to see him out of the pen. I think I he is more valuable out of the pen. 
And what Ty Floyd has been showing you has been really freaking Christian good. Little. And Christian Little. That's what I was about to get to. I, I, I was watching Morning Scone this morning, Zach, and I was like, hey, uh, is Christian Little starting tomorrow? That was one good thing with this weekend is you were able to uh, um, save Christian Little. So sure. if her gets in trouble, if it's if it's what you saw again like you did against Southern, you can bring Christian Little in and, and settle things in. And if that continues, I mean, if it happens again, you might as well. I mean, you look at, 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 at Little – as your midweek starter, Shores was was on a limit this week. I don't know if you saw this or not. Um, yeah. He they was going to go past. Uh, they were going to run one time. Turnover. Yes. So continuing to work him in, I'm fine with that. I'm fine with it. They they had him on a pitch limit last weekend, and, and then they pulled him. And they, you, you know, he, he had an okay outing last weekend. You, you still won the game, and your bullpen came in, took care of business. You had him uh, on a one lineup uh, look this weekend. I'm fine with it, and it was re- it really worked out well because of your offense uh, against Sam Houston State. So Zach, as as bad as Saturday was, and as crappy as it felt, I, I mean Sunday was all the better. Um, yeah. uh, it was all the better. You you hit God, golly, you had 24 hits, or was it 23? Either I mean, way, 20, it was 23. But yeah, I mean, golly. I mean, everybody was hitting again, <laughs> except for Tommy White. Tom, Tommy, I think Tommy needs to sit sit for a little bit. He might that, that's to. just my opinion. Yeah. Uh, but if Jay, if he's fine, and Jay thinks he's fine, I'll, I'll keep trusting Jay. That's fine. But so they come out and they mash the ball. I mean, Braden Jobert crushes it uh, twice. Uh, Jared Jones shows his power again. Um, Zach, in terms of Pitching Sunday, like everything I saw, except for, um, except for um, Bryce, Bryce Collins. Collins. Well, there's one other thing, but I was going to let you comment on the pitching a little bit. Oh, I, I, I really enjoyed. I mean, I, I think you know, as you mentioned and alluded to, Jay Johnson had a plan. He, they weren't going to let uh, this lineup because this lineup had looked really, really good. Uh, in the first two games, but they weren't going to let this lineup face the same pitcher twice outside of Garrett Edwards, who also looked was a I think the biggest Solid. positive pitching yeah. wise from Sunday was Garrett Edwards, and I mentioned that when we talked with Demui, you know, guys like Will Helmers, Garrett Edwards, Christian Little, Riley Cooper, um, you know, Blake Money, which we, we haven't seen Blake a whole lot, but. Those guys are guys that have extended and have had starts at at LSU. Uh, and so to have, you know, and we're assuming obviously that Raleigh is going to eventually go back into the bullpen uh, once they get herd healthy. But, like, those are guys that you can really rely on. And we saw that this weekend. What we talked about with Demui, what I mentioned uh, on that episode, you know, we saw that this weekend with Will Helmers, with Garrett Edwards. Those guys can go and they can get you three innings pretty easily, and they can yep. look really freaking good doing it. Yep. Uh, Sammy Dutton's another one I, I failed to mention. Sammy Dutton has looked good. Very yeah, Sammy looks good. He came Very in. Uh, he came in after Collins, didn't he? And calmed he, things down, or no? Sammy Dutton came in in the Iowa game. The he Iowa has game. he has been bringing Sammy Dutton in 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 twice now. In some tough situations, yeah, yeah. And Sammy has allowed 
he, he's allowed runs, but he really still did what he needed to do. Like he limited damage compared to what it really could be. So I, I was, um, I've been really pleased with Sammy because he's been put in, t- in two situations that were really crappy twice, and he's he's done pretty darn well. Yeah, uh, I agree. And I will say one of the things that we we kind of learned from this weekend <laughs> is that that you know we came into the season going, all right, it's gonna be Pearson and Cruz, and those are the two outfielders. Now it's now we're saying, hey, it's. It's Joe Bear and Cruz, and those are the two outfielders. So who's going to take yeah, Joe that, Bear. Who's going to take yeah. that third spot? Um, obviously, you know, I think when Tommy when Tommy Wad gets healthy again, you're going to see him back at third base. Morgan's Trey, gonna go, yeah, Trey's going to Morgan's going to go back like to first, and like <laughs> Bayer is going. Yeah, I, I didn't like it, but it, but but you put your best lineup for what you had that was healthy. absolutely yeah. Um, so, you know, I did not like seeing that because he went out there and immediately got hurt almost. Um, <laughs> the very first game he got out there. Day. Had to sit a day. Had to sit a day. The very first game they put him out there and left. I did not like it, but either way, it worked. I, I completely understand why he was out there and left. But you've got to find another outfielder. You know, maybe maybe if Trey can get a little bit better. I mean, not that he's bad because, you know, he just, <coughs> he, just, he just didn't really pay attention to where the wall was and he just kept yeah. running. But, you know, Trey wasn't bad in the outfield. You keep him in the outfield and you keep Bear at um, first, it kind of opens the door a little bit for you to have an even better lineup. You know, then you can squeeze in Beloso, Skeens in there at DH. And right. think about how scary that, scary that is. Now, unfortunately, Napolt's probably the odd man out as much yeah. as I've loved seeing Napolt. But offensively, he hasn't performed. He's had some bad luck. But, you know, we'll see how that works moving forward, but definitely the other outfielder spot is in question. Um, second base has been shored up. I think we we kind oh, of Gavin. figured that out it's after Gavin. the first four games. It's shored up. Gavin Dugas has that uh, firmly. Um, once Tommy again is healthy, he'll be at third. Um, so who's going – and, it, and I, it is very evident that it doesn't matter who is pitching, left-handed or right-handed, Brady Neal is going to be – Oh, yeah, he's your guy. So he's, he's batting 300 right now. And he, he like s- some people will miss this, but Brady Neal has a big league approach. Yeah, his approach at the plate has been phenomenal to his Brady Neal has probably been the best two strike hitter on the team. Maybe Gavin Dugas a little bit better, but he's been great. He, when he went against Brody Breck, you know, you, you saw some of the other freshmen, they kind of, you know, like Jared Jones, who's been sure. phenomenal, but he struggled. He, I mean, he got struck out four times. Four times on yeah. Saturday, he had a terrible day. Yeah. Brady Neal had a good day at the plate. Now he didn't flash with hitting because well, we only had like four hits, something like that. But I think he got on base like th- like two or three times that game yeah. because yeah. he was patient. And he's the youngest. Any of the like youngest dude on the team? Yeah, so he should be a high school senior right now. It's it's he's really trying. impressive. Um. I, I'm curious again to go back to the outfielder situation. You know, Pearson, Morgan, maybe Stevenson, and Napolt. You know, we're gonna between those four well, guys. Cling, don't you can't. Forget I'm sorry, Kling. not Napolt. Cling, that's what I meant. I'm sorry, I, not Napolt. Cling, Cling, uh, Stevenson, Pearson, Morgan. Um, outside of Cruz and Joe Bear, I think those are the four that. You're going to see battle it out for another outfield spot. Obviously, we know what Trey can do at first base. That's irrelevant. But um, I really think that's another area. Like moving forward, we need to really shore up. 
uh, especially moving forward. And the other area that I think um, I'm, we still haven't seen Reagan like at all, and maybe you see it on Tuesday because you're going to be going into a hostile environment. Maybe maybe this is where we make the transition. I'll, I'll let you say or finish your piece on this weekend. But a, another area we need to see is who's going to be the closer. You haven't really been in the situation yet. Maybe you see that Tuesday. But uh, any other closing comments for you, Reagan, on this weekend? Oh, I was just glad uh, that they battled back from adversity from from Saturday to Sunday. I mean, that was for huge, sure. a huge response. I, I loved it. I, I absolutely loved it. I mean, you were you were bought, you were finished the third inning. It was ten to nothing. Like, yeah, it was like really, okay, we're good. I don't even. Yeah, like we, we I don't got have to watch on, anymore. I can switch over to women's basketball. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right back on track. Right back on track. I mean, a great, great mentality. Like you take it on the chin, you move forward. That's the team who just blanked Iowa. And you hang 16 on them. Like, so, so really great response. Um, the other thing is, yes, Joe, Joe Bear, I think, needs to be in, uh, in the lineup, no doubt. But some of his defensive struggles did show this weekend. I mean, when that liner came at him, he just, uh, I mean, he just misread it. He just, mid-re- he just misread it. Yeah. Um, I, I would like to see Clean get some more opportunities. I feel like Clean has had a, has had a streak of kind of some bad luck, hasn't had the best looks. I think he needs to be in the lineup a little bit more to get to get some more at bats because I really think he can break through. Um, but uh, another thing about Napolt, I really do like Napolt, and I think Napolt has done very well and has been solid and and deserves his respect. But if the offense does not ever pick up, you know, and and let's say Tommy White's injury extends him a little bit, not being able to play third base. Maybe you try Gavin Gidry out. Maybe you try Gavin Gidry out at third base because his bat is – I mean, he's come up and he's gotten several hits. I think he's had a few RBIs already. Um, I think he had the one error. I, I'm not too concerned about it, but I, Gavin and Gidry definitely has the arm to play third base. Um, I don't I don't think Napolt should be taken out of the lineup right now. I'm not saying that. But if it does continue to struggle and maybe this extends a little bit longer than you want it to and you need some offensive production in the nine hole – Maybe try Gavin Gidry out. So, anyways, those are those are just my final thoughts on that. And then uh, I guess we needed to discuss tomorrow's game and preview that a little bit. Yeah, I'm oh, really, you you were talking about the closing pitcher. Uh, well, we can, I, we can I mean we can kind of get into that now with Texas because uh, as I mentioned, we haven't really seen uh, an opportunity for a guy to come in. You know, usually right. you know you're up three, you're up two, you're up one. You know, that's when you see. Okay, we're bringing this guy in to shut this down, right? And LSU hasn't been in that situation because they've either been blowing the other team out, or in the one instance, you got blown out by Iowa and it didn't even matter. So you were just preserving arms. You didn't have to try and bring in somebody to shut it down. So uh, I, I'm interested, Reagan, and I guess we'll go here and I guess maybe transition to Texas a little bit. You know, yeah. if we get into a situation tomorrow night, which we very well could, Texas, you know, they haven't had. Uh, the, I mean, they've already went, lost three times. They lost to Vanderbilt. They lost yeah, they to Missouri. They started 0-3, yeah. What, what, what's their record? They started 0-3. I don't know what they are now. but I don't know yeah. what the record is now, but I know they haven't had the best of season. This should be a game that LSU wins. They I lost to Indiana. Out. I think they lost the series to Indiana. This they time. need to come out and dominate. LSU really does. But let's say it's close. Texas comes out. I mean, they're still a good baseball program, right? Sure, sure, we sure. saw what happened against Iowa. Um, you know, I was on a range. Oh, you you got to come ready to play. You're you in, you're in Austin. Play. You're going to be you're in, in Austin. You're in Austin. 
You know they're going to fill it up because number one team's coming to coming to town. You know, if, if they get into a situation where we got to bring in somebody to close it down, Reagan, do you have any clue? Because I honestly don't. Any clue Here's, they bring in to shut it down? Yeah. So, as of right now, which I don't want this – I don't want this to be my answer at the end of the year. <laughs> um, right now, I think your only options for closing uh, that you can really – I guess guys you would say maybe could be your closers right now would be Blake Money. I agree. Uh, I would I like to see Ty mind. Floyd uh, right now because uh, I think he's a sure-handed guy that can come and close the door. He's the guy I don't want to be I, – I, I don't want him to be a closer at the end of the season. Uh, I want him to be a starter. I want him to be in the weekend rotation. Yeah, um, I agree. R- Sammy Dutton, I-, I think, could be your closer. Maybe with- that's who they're grooming because you, uh, as you mentioned, he's been put in, he's been put in, brought in in tough situations. Really, nobody has has stepped up in that role. And like you said, the opportunity has presented itself. The only thing is with Blake Money, I I don't like him as a closer. Blake Money has has a problem with 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 missing his pitches and he gets beat a lot i mean it's i think he has he's had three outings now and he's allowed three home runs like yeah. in every outing he's allowed a home run and it's been in later innings like you don't need that <laughs> you don't need, if you need a guy to come and close a game and it's a one-point game you can't have a guy who consistently misses, misses. his location yeah. and leaves it over the plate for someone to crank it out like so i really would I really don't want it to be like money. I would like somebody like Chase Shores to be groomed. Um, because I, I'm with you. I think I would really, I mean, I, I would hope that Thatcher Hurt eventually takes over the Saturday spot. And I would really, really like to see Ty Floyd or Christian Little take over the Sunday spot. I am very, very high on Christian Little, bro. Um, he's he has just looked so, so solid. He's looked so good. I, in my opinion, he has been, you know, I, in my opinion, he has been the best out of the bullpen. I think oh, so. by far. You know, far. I think Floyd is right there. I think him and Floyd and are Floyd one right A there. and one B. I would really love to see them take over one of those two guys take over the Sunday role. And then, you know, if I don't know why, but I'm just stuck on Chase Shores being a potential closer. And maybe it's because of the Zach Hess effect, you know, it's the Zach Hess. It's the and, he, and his VLO is high to come in and just pump gas and put guys <laughs> guys down yeah. and he can, he can come in give you two three innings yeah. at the most and and you can be okay or you bring in you know whoever between ty floyd and christian little whoever doesn't get that sunday roll maybe them you know you know if christian gets it ty would be a great option because he's going to throw high high 90s uh which i think chris is christian throwing high 90s as well right now i can't remember exactly he's, he's, he's like mid 90s yeah he's, he's like he's mid-90s. like 95 96 I I I really like Christian Little. I really want to see, and we've seen a lot. I fully expect us to see him tomorrow night. Fully expect it. Oh, he's the first um, guy in. He's the first I, guy. I don't even him. think you try to extend Hurd. I think you give Hurd two, maybe three innings, and then you bring Christian Little in after that. Yeah. Um, unless Hurd is just dominating. Unless he's yeah. just dominating. I, I am really curious to see how Hurd does because he struggled. Mightily against Southern, and and you know another thing we've taken we've taken into account, and we'll discuss this on Friday, but they have four games this week, uh, this weekend. They go Friday, yeah. Saturday, yeah. 
Sunday, Monday. So they're going to have four starters. So who's going to be that four starter? I know, man, dude. Every every day back to back. It honestly is the best. Um, like I, I mean, heard. It's better. It's better than football in the aspect that you don't have to wait an entire week. You're <laughs> yeah. like, oh, we in two days we get to watch it. Oh, and then in two in you know in one more day or two more days we get to watch three straight games in a row. <laughs> it's yeah. awesome. So I guess we'll transition here, Reagan. We've we've talked closer. Maybe we get the opportunity to see uh, that situation um, this uh, Tuesday night. And we'll see who Jay puts out there. But in regards to this Tuesday night, Reagan, what are you uh, thinking about this game in Austin against Texas? Um, I want to see us dominate them. I mean, we should, based on what they've been playing like this year so far. I think Texas kind of got gouged, uh, kind of got gouged, gouged last yeah. year. They got to gout. <laughs> they got gouged last year with the draft. They're 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 a pretty new team. Uh, in turn, they, they didn't return very much, and, and I think that's why you're seeing them start the season the way they are. I mean, again, it's Texas. They're, they they have talent on their baseball team. Um, maybe just hasn't, you know, new team hasn't completely gelled yet. Um, but you're at Austin. You know, it's their stadium. It's the number one team in the country. They're going to want to beat you. And and just like Iowa gave you their best, every stinking team is going to give you their best because they want to knock. The number one team off the country. They want they want that on their resume, come tournament seeding time. You know they they want that. So you have to come and play your best. I want to see Hurd have a much better outing. I want to see Christian Little come straight out of the pen, do the do exactly what he's been doing. Yep. And I want to see our offense execute at a high level. I want situational hitting. Uh, to be uh, at, at a high level. Uh, like when we got runners in scoring position, less than two outs, they, they, they need to be scoring. They need to be scoring every time. I'll, I'll ask you this question because, I, you know, that was yeah. one of the things that I did tweet about on um, on Saturday's game. I would like to see Jay play some more small. Like when Jared Jones, who's been phenomenal, I understand. When Jared Jones is up to bat and you have zero outs and you're playing Brody Breck, and you're down three, and you have bases loaded. Maybe you try and sacrifice there, and at least try and get a run across. And then you have, and then you have. Well, I think after that was Gav, was it Gavin Dugas, or no? no I don't Gavin think it was Gavin Dugas. It was, who was it? But Gavin Dugas, I know, was it came in that inning and struck out. But anyways, um, so yeah, I, I do you think maybe there should be some more small ball? Uh. With the lineup that we have, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. It, I think it, it would have to depend on who was up to the plate. Like if if Jordan Thompson was up at the plate, I would say yes. But if if Jared Jones is up to the plate, bases loaded, no outs, I'm I'm never bunting. I'll, I mean, I'll just tell you that right now. I would I would never bunt. Maybe not never, bunt, ever, but, you know, ever. Try to try to get a you know sack fly. You know, obviously. Well, uh, I mean, that's what you're hoping for. That's what you hope a guy hoping. like Jared Jones does, or that he hits it out. Yeah, I mean, with his power, you hope a guy. That's why you swing away with Jared Jones because you can move more runners up uh, with with a sack fly and and get runners on. But if Napolt is up, if Jordan Thompson's up, let's say Paxton Kling or or Josh Pearson's up, yeah, I, I could see that happening. Absolutely, I'm, I'm fine with that. Yeah, uh, but 
like Jared Jones, no out, space is loaded. No, I'm not. I'm not bunning. I, I can't. I, I can't. I understand. I understand. I see I what you're I, saying. It's so like, that you know you had the bases loaded, and then boom, kid comes up, strikes out. Next kid comes yeah. up, strikes out, and you're you're done. Yeah, I mean it just is what it is. But um, I, I don't think that's going to happen very often. I, I will tell you that. Like if yeah, we get that's a fair point. So I, again, I think it was an outlier. Like. For LSU to have bases loaded, no outs, and nobody scored—I mean that—that that will probably never happen again this entire season. Let's so, knock on wood. Knock on wood. But, anyways, I, I do not foresee that happening again. I don't even know what your original question was. It was or oh, small ball. Yeah, maybe. It, again, situationally, who's up to the plate? I, I think is who it matters, and also how many outs you have, and and where they're at on the on the back. Um, I, I can't. I don't know if that was this weekend, but I know Kling had a moment where he bunted. I can't remember. Maybe that was against Kansas State. But Kling had a, laid a bunt down in one of the games recently, and it wasn't a very well executed bunt. It, it yeah, he threw to second. Yeah, or, or threw to third. Got Thompson out at third. Uh, that should have been pushed down the other line, and and I mean he really put it in a perfect play to, to throw Thompson out at third. So I don't know. I don't know how much they've worked on that, you know, but you really hope with this kind of lineup, you don't have to do much small ball. When you're doing small ball, that means you have to like get a guy, you know, you're kind of desperate, right? Uh, and you're trying every little inkling of the game to get a run in. This lineup shouldn't have to do that often. You're right. You're right. And but, uh, I guess Iowa, maybe you should have. Maybe you should have at some point. Anything else on Texas? Uh, Texas, I, I don't know. I just I hope we beat the brakes off of them. I, we've we've we got swept by them in 2019. We lost to them last year in the Shriners Classic. I want to beat the absolute brakes off of Texas tomorrow. <laughs> I, I, I hope we, we I hope we run rule them. I don't even know if there's a run rule in effect tomorrow. Oh, <laughs> but awesome. I, I want to beat the brakes off of them tomorrow. Let's That's, uh, let's let's look at some of these uh, comments. Ryan has been blowing us up. I love it. I love it. Uh, yeah, we said, need to get to Ryan. We've, we, we've been talking too much. He Not said Brady Neal's a stud. Absolutely. Uh, he said the only one who has been somewhat in position to close is Blake Money, but he says that Blake is more of a middle relief guy than a closer. Agreed. Yeah, Agreed. I agree with that. Um, that play happened against Kansas State, um, the one we were talking about where Paxton – yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. He says LSU by 20. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would love awesome. it. I'm down. I'm down, man. I'm down. Yeah, he also agrees with Reagan green light all the way with Bear Jones, but he also says you do need to sacrifice some to move yeah. guys over. So let's see who else. Uh, I think it's really just been Ryan. I know. I know one of my former uh, students came in here and said hello. So hello, oh, to awesome. Kim. Awesome. Uh, that was pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, she probably has no clue what the heck we're talking about with LSU, but she just saw. Hey. It. I think it was you highlighted it. Yeah, one of his very early comments, like forty minutes ago, he said Cruz had, oh, yes, yes. had a great day. Bro, bro, insane. You know what? We can talk can, about that for. No I can take days. my ten and a half foot and insert it in my mouth because I said in our last show he he sounded a little quiet. <laughs> he seemed a little quiet. Shouldn't have said it. Foot in mouth. I, I mean, Cruz. Cruz Cruz, Cruz is playing a different game, guys. Cruz is playing a different game. Five for six on your 21st. I missed, I missed the last at bat. Did he hit a double like off the wall? Yes. I, missed, I missed his last hit. I think it was. I 
because I had turned it off by that point. I was watching the girls, which we're about to talk about here shortly after the break. But um, yeah, dude, that was that was pretty cool. Uh, three doubles, just, three yeah. doubles. Yeah, well, we forget we forget the dude got freaking hit like three times yeah. in that one. What was it? The second and walk. game. And walk. Yeah, like, like the dude got hit, the dude got on base every single time. He just didn't get a hit because he he didn't have the opportunity to get a hit. Yeah, he gets opportunities, yeah. get hits, and he and he hits them. Uh, they, he had a home run this weekend, didn't he? No, he didn't. He did, did he not. not. He did not. He's only hit one home run. He did a lot of hitting, but he didn't hit a home he run. He did a lot of hitting. He, he had a lot of clutch hits, like when you needed to get hit. He, like not, in the Iowa game, the Iowa game. He had to exactly. have something. He comes up and comes <laughs> like – I think it was the first two guys, like, screwed you out. Like, they, they – I think it was like you had no outs and you had guys on, and then the next two guys get out, and you're like – here we go again. Here we go again. And then Cruz comes up, boom, finally hits one. Right. You're like, go, go, go. <laughs> Thank God. You're Thank like- God. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, we'll take a quick break. And then when we come back, we will discuss women's college basketball. Yes. Uh, specifically, LSU women's college basketball. We'll look at uh, this uh, upcoming SEC tournament. Does LSU have a shot to make it to the championship and knock off potentially the number one team in the country? We'll be back right after this. Five Star Hero, your intro and outro music for the Tigers Avenue show. They ain't ready for that LSU. Go check out all his other music on all the major platforms. Don't forget to follow him on Instagram, at Saints Anthem. And at Twitter, at One Nation Doty. Don't forget to check out his Facebook page for all his Saints and LSU merchandise. Can't get any better than Sarah Klein-Stevens, attorney at law. Her firm focuses on the needs of the elderly and maintaining their dignity throughout the process. Here for you, here for your family. Sarah Klein-Stevens, attorney at law. Right back at it. Oh, wow. Very nice. Very nice. Uh, We got the SEC tournament here. Right back at it. Uh, Talk about the women's uh, SEC basketball tournament. Obviously, LSU has locked up the number two seed. They will get a double buy. Gotta love it. Top four seeds get a double buy. Well, I mean, it's somewhat of a a double buy, a little yeah. bit, but pretty much. You got you have the four You're teams not playing the first two play days. in, right? Right. You, you, you so you, obviously LSU uh, number two seed behind South Carolina. They only lost one game the entire season. It was to South Carolina. Um, <coughs> um, wow, Zach. I mean, they cap off the season twenty seven and one with an emphatic emphatic way uh they they closed the season 74 to 59 mississippi state in front of the largest crowd in p mac history guys kim mulkey's just doing it different kim mulkey's on another level um stinking angel reese gets her 27th double double of out of 28 games i mean and, and you know what? People are all like, oh, obviously she didn't get the double-double in South Carolina. Homie, she was like just a few rebounds shy of getting yeah. the double-double against South Carolina, too. On she the had like road in that points. hostile environment playing against, yes. playing against the best players in the country. Yeah, and she was very close to a double-double in that game, too. Uh, uh, she is indeed the, I think Ryan said, the Bayou Barbie. Uh, he said her high, her iris. The, the the Bayou Barbie, uh, yeah, gotta love it. I mean, she she's phenomenal, obviously, uh, and we're we're really thrilled about this team. And I'm really looking forward to this postseason. It's about to get really fun, Zach. 
Yeah. So we have the SEC tournament up here, Zach. What do you think with this bracket? Uh, I, I like the bracket because teams like Mississippi State and Ole Miss and Arkansas, mainly Ole Miss and State, those are teams that can actually push South Carolina. Um, yeah. Now, you know, we do have um, Tennessee in, on our bracket who played us really well in, no you know, in Baton Rouge, played a close game. No you doubt. Know, how, how does that look here in South Carolina? Which, you know, it also sucks. It's in South Carolina. The tournament's in South Carolina. What? So they're probably still oh, going to have from Greenville. So Greenville, it, it, probably, okay. it probably sucks, you know. I was thinking of the men. I was thinking of the Nashville. Yeah, it yeah. just sucks. But anyways, regardless, um, LSU has a chance here to make it a, a very, very real chance uh, to make it to the SC Championship. They're going to play on Friday against e uh, either Auburn or Georgia, as you see here in tournament. I know our audio listeners on the audio podcast can't see it, but the ones that are watching us live on YouTube, Twitter, or uh, Facebook, you can see here uh, – we will be facing Auburn or Georgia on Friday at 5 p.m. Uh, Thursday, Auburn and Georgia will play. We'll see who wins that game. Uh, really like our chances either way with uh, both of those teams. Uh, let's go back, Reagan, and let's look <laughs> at when they played. Uh, let's see, because I honestly have not seen. Okay, so last time LSU played Auburn, they beat them by 30. It was 84 to 54. Uh, not even close. So, you know. I don't find Auburn as a threat. LSU has not played Georgia this season. I do not believe. So that would be um, kind of a cool matchup. No, they did play Georgia. Uh, that game was actually good. really close. That was a very close game. Yes, it, it was. It went to overtime uh, yeah. in Baton Rouge. So, hey, look, that's definitely not a give me. Uh, either way, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens between Auburn and Georgia. I'll probably watch a little bit of that game or at least keep up with it some uh, on Thursday. But I fully expect LSU to make it out of the first round. I think they'll beat Georgia or Auburn. I, you know, I knock on wood. I hope Georgia doesn't surprise us uh, okay. there if they beat Auburn. But and then you're gonna have to you're gonna have to play a, a hard fought game against Tennessee. Uh, is that a neutral site now? Tennessee's if gonna you give play you, it. Huh? If you if you play them. if you play Tennessee. Tennessee's got to go through either Bama, Kentucky, or Florida uh, to get to the semis, but. We'll see, Reagan. Um, I but I really do believe LSU has a very, very good chance to make it to the semis. Yeah, I understand it's, it. It'd be disappointing, let's say, if LSU gets beat here. You know, and you know, let's just say it's Georgia and LSU loses the very first round. Understand that's be extremely disappointing. But listen, guys, uh, is it really going to matter once you make it to the SEC championship and you're playing South Carolina? I don't know if it's going to matter. <laughs> <laughs> now. That's me being a little pessimistic. I know. I'm sorry. Uh, wait, pessimistic. That that's negative, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I, 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 for, for a second there, I was thinking it's positive. But anyways, um, you know, being that's that's being you know pessimistic. I understand, but look, it's going to be really really tough. Again, you're you're in South Carolina. There's going to yeah. be a lot of South Carolina fans. Um, last time you played South Carolina, they dominated you. Now we, but let's not worry about championship. Let's just worry about the first game. I'm, yeah, I would imagine LSU is going to play Georgia on Friday. Yeah, and I, I would be. I mean, you better be ready to go to play Georgia. I mean, I, I watched every minute of that Georgia game. That was a a hard fought game. Um, they're scrappy, and, man. They're, they're, 
I think uh, there you go. Ryan said it himself. Georgia scrappy. Very much so. That's the game where they kind of like got into it a little bit, like talking back and forth. Oh yeah. You know, uh, what's her face? Diamond Battles uh, yes. was over there, you know, yes. doing all of Alexis uh, – or, excuse me, Angel Reese's moves and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like – Mocking her, her celebration. Mocking, mocking yeah. her, like – and then they lost. And I know Georgia <laughs> yeah. was upset about some of the calls in that game. So, oh, like, man. you know they're going to come ready to play, bro. Yeah, and it was a hard-fought game. And, and you, you know, all credit to that that new coach over there. It's her first year there. She's coached from UCF um, and and has been very successful. has has made it to the tournament eighteen of her twenty two years as a head coach uh, in college women's basketball. Um, the only uh, it's three t- uh, one of the times, sorry, that she missed the tournament was was the COVID year. So uh, a very successful coach, and, and she's done a great job with them. And, and I, I'm honestly surprised they're not higher than this. You know, I, I'm surprised they're a seven seed. I thought they'd been better than that. Uh, a very good team, and and so yeah, you you better be ready uh, on on March third when when you go if you, if you go to play Georgia because they're going to be ready for sure. Definitely. So, how far do you think LSU makes it in this tournament? I think they make it to the championship. I, I really do. I, I think wow. they make it to the championship and. I don't care who's there. I don't. I really don't care if it's South Carolina. I just want to win it. I, I want to see them win it. Yeah. Now, if it's South Carolina, obviously it means a little bit more uh, in terms of seeding. I mean, because if you beat South Carolina and you're one and one, probably a one seed. Yeah. If you're one and one against South Carolina, your only loss is South Carolina, but you also and have a win. Champion. Yeah, you're the SEC tournament championship over South Carolina. You're probably bidding for a, 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 a top four seed and, and hosting for a, a, a long time in the tournament. So, yep. yeah, I, I'm, I'm excited about it. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch this tournament. Uh, let's see. Ryan, before we close the show out, Ryan said they are pretty much guaranteed a two seed in the NCAA tournament. Like, yeah, no, even, no if you, even if you lose yeah. to Georgia, like, you're good. You're, you're a two seed, yeah. Yep. Uh, Tyler Townsend said, what's up, guys? South Carolina ain't been LSU three times. Hey, I'd be okay if they only played them twice, went one and one, and then never played them again. <laughs> That'd be like, nice. I feel like yeah. it's beat in the tournament, and then we go to the championship. I tell you right now, though, Zach, it's just I'm not I'm not knocking Angel Reese at all because she deserves all the respect in the world for what she's done this year. Had a phenomenal season. She's still but, young though. She's still but she she's young, and also I said this earlier in the season. It is it is rare. It is rare in women's college basketball to have a player her size be this good. Like it, it just you just don't come by them often. But South Carolina's got about two, three of them two, that, right. that are good and that are they're bigger. They're bigger than Angel Reese. Yeah. So it, it, it's a problem for her because she's not used to seeing that. And they're they are physically. I mean, number one, they're taller and they're stockier than her. I mean, one of them was like. I mean, they, she came off the bench and she was like six nine. Angel Reese is six three. Like, like she's huge. She's huge yeah. compared to Angel Reese. So it 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 presents a problem. It just is what it is. But that's because she had they South Carolina has what LSU has in Angel Reese. It's a rarity, and so you don't see it. And so when Angel Reese has to face two three of them, you know, <laughs> and they can rotate them in, and they're fresh. It is a daunting task. And she it still is a daunting double double in that game. Yeah, and she still almost got a double. Absolutely, absolutely. Yep. So we're excited for for this tournament, Zach. I, I I know you are as well. For sure. 
Let's go ahead and let's take a final break, and then Reagan will come back, and he will close the show. Make sure you go follow us on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook, all at Tigers Avenue for daily updates on the show and all things LSU sports. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure to click off and hit that subscribe button at Tigers Avenue. We broadcast all of our shows live on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. All right, guys. Uh, been a really great show. Really enjoyed uh, discussing this past weekend. Uh, really pumped about tomorrow night's game. I, I love playing uh, early season non-conference Power 5 teams. I always love it. I really like that it's an away game. It's your first true road game, so I'm really excited about it. Uh, and it's also, you know, when you get to go play Texas in Austin, you know, it means a little bit something more. Uh, a historic, a historically great program. Uh, you go there, you get a win, and if you win commandingly, it, it's a big statement. It's a big statement for LSU. So I'm really excited about that tomorrow. Um, in terms of pitching, uh, no, no, it, it is hurt. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <clears throat> I thought I saw something earlier uh, this night that said that he was not going to announce. I think he said he's not going to announce his lineup until the pitcher is announced for Texas. So Hurd is pitching tomorrow. We won't see the lineup until uh, uh, Texas has released their starting pitcher, Leah Van. I'll give her credit for that. She she had that quote from uh, Jay Johnson earlier today. Um, they were out there practicing today. Obviously, they were in Round Rock. They just turned right around and went to Austin, practiced today, getting ready for tomorrow. Um, so really excited about that game. Looking forward to the SEC tournament. It's being it's it's a really great time to be an LSU Tiger fan. A lot of fun stuff going on. Uh, hey, and and look, the men are going to play in the SEC tournament too. So so we got to pull for them. Okay, we we got to pull for them. I I, I don't know about y'all. Some of y'all may have tapped out. But I, I at least give every game a chance. I, I turn every game on. I give it a chance. So come, <laughs> you know, come the first round of the SEC tournament, which LSU will definitely be playing in the first round. Of the oh, tournament. dying right now. <laughs> <laughs> I, <laughs> I will turn it on and I will watch it. We'll see how long I watch it, though. Turn it on, that's for sure. We'll see how long I watch it, though. How long Uh, it's on, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Thank you for joining in there, Zach. Yeah, I I figure you're (laughs) behind the scenes cracking up a little bit. Um, But I'm going to support them. I'm going to support them. I'm not going to be a Fairweather fan and just not watch them. I'm going to turn them on, give them a chance. Um, All right, guys, it's been a great show. We really enjoyed it tonight. Y'all have a great night. We'll be back uh, the, or later this week. We'll announce our, our show date and time uh, and, and what we'll be discussing. Really looking forward to it. We'll see you next time here in the Tigers Avenue. Five Star Hero, take us out. Peace. Peace.